stones. Memories are powerful. They anchor us to our past and give wisdom as well as perspective for our future. Sometimes, depending on the memory, we can become overwhelmed. We can, you know, be filled with anxiety. We look at what we've gone through and think, oh my goodness, what in the world happened to me? What was going on in my life in that season? And see, while we feel overwhelmed by our past, we can also recognize the significance of being thankful that we made it out alive. You see, memories have that effect. They evoke emotions that tap into our subconscious so that unconsciously we are pushed or pulled in a given direction. For instance, have you ever done something, said something, went somewhere, or and couldn't really justify or make sense out of why you did it? Well, it might be uh, that it's an action attached to a subconscious, unresolved memory. A time and place in your life where you moved on but never really dealt with what happened or how you felt. So now it's playing out in your future or in your present You see, in truth, memories are about survival, situations and circumstances that represent how God allowed us another day's journey despite the pain. But because we're human beings, if we're not careful, we'll tend to be pessimistic. We'll focus on the bad rather than the good. Let me remind you of something. If you are living on the other side of your issues, throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. God did it, and you are a living testimony of his faithfulness. Whatever you've gone through, you did not do it alone. Your heavenly father was on his J-O-B. I know you're thinking, if God was watching, why didn't he do something about what I was going through? That's a great question. The first answer is sin in the world. More often than not, we take sin too lightly and don't recognize its effect on creation. Because of sin, there are some things we just have to endure. Second, even though there's sin in the world, because God is God, he still uses it to make us better and bring his name glory because he's just good like that. Third, what you endured or survived became or has become the tool God uses in you to help someone else survive their pain. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three and four Say this, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, you and I not only stand victorious, but we stand empowered to help someone else do and be the same. We are a collective, you and me. Our issues as well as our joys are mutual. There are some things that make us cry and others that make us laugh. Sometimes we get disgusted and at other times we are encouraged. These experiences have no color, demographic, or cultural bias. It's just life on display. People trying to make the best out of whatever they've been given. In essence, Each one of these experiences represents stones God has given. I know you're wondering, what in the world is this dude talking about God has given us stones? Well, stones are interesting pieces of typography. While a person can throw or sling a stone like David did to kill a giant, they can also be used to build mighty structures, places that remind us of something else. In Joshua chapter 4, the next generation of the people of Israel were about to take possession of what God had promised their forefather Abraham. 
But the Jordan River stood in their path in an effort to clear the way. God told the priest to go before the people with the Ark of the Covenant and stand in the water. When they did, the water would stand up as a heap, kind of like boxes stacked on top of one another. And sure enough, it happened just like God said. The water stood up on either side, on both sides, and the people crossed over on dry ground. In memorial of what happened that day, God told Joshua to pick 12 men, one from each tribe to carry a stone across the Jordan River and set them up on the other side. And when their children asked, what do these stones mean? They could tell them Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. God dried up the waters of the Jordan just like he did for their forefathers and mothers uh, as they stood before the impassable Red Sea. So they could know that the Lord their God is mighty to save and would always be with them. These stones represented a time and place where God continued building a people through his power. Everybody has stones, places where God did something that defied the laws of life, something that reminded us that we were not alone. God was indeed watching over our lives, performing wonders. My administrative assistant told me a story of when she had her kidney removed. Her kidneys were malfunctioning. The implication was that she had cancer and no one wants to hear the possibility of the dreaded C word on a routine doctor's visit. Sure enough, when she went to the doctor and they checked her out, she did have cancer. The doctor asked her what she wanted to do and she said, surgery as soon as possible. Most people would have been terrified out of her mind, out of their mind. Um, but my admin, being the woman of faith that she is, knew God was up to something big. People close to her would say, aren't you scared? She would reply, God's going to do something incredible. I just know it. When they went in to take her kidney, the doctor said if they would have been two weeks later, her kidney would have exploded, poisoning her whole system, and there wouldn't have been anything they could have done. But God so fixed it on that day of a routine checkup that her doctor noticed an abnormality which prompted an investigation. One thing led to another and she was able to see three different types of doctors, unscheduled doctors, as well as have tests run in one day, which led to her having the opportunity to say yes to a surgery as soon as possible. And not only that, her doctor said, would you speak life into a young man half her age who was about to have the same surgery and was struggling with what he was about to go through? God used her to speak life into someone else. Now she carries a scar where a problem used to be. In other words, her scar is her stone. Every time she sees the scar, she remembers the day God did something extraordinary. Never underestimate the scars you carry. They represent moments that become stones where God showed his presence and power in your life. Some people wear their scars on the outside while others wear them on the inside. Wherever your scar may be, make a conscious effort to remember them as stones. God did something tremendous for you there. Don't shy away from them, even if they are difficult. Those scars, those stones will be your strength, encouragement, as well as a reminder that you are not alone. And just like the Lord watched over you then, he is yet watching over his child now. 
They are the memories that will drive you in the direction of a God that never fails or falters. He will take care of his own. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of the First Baptist Church of Indian Trail, Marshville, North Carolina, and you've been listening to Soul Food. Thank you.